Thanks for joining us for the Lisa Dent Show. You work in a restaurant, you own a restaurant, do your kids own a restaurant? I mean, let's face it, everybody in that business has taken a hit over the past couple of years. And who knew that Uber Eats was taking advantage of you too? Sam Toya is the president of the Illinois Restaurant Association. So what exactly did Uber Eats do that they're now forced to pay millions of dollars to Chicago restaurants, Sam? Well, thanks for having me, Lisa. Um, good afternoon. So what they did is they did a couple different things here. They had um, restaurants put up on their website without getting their okay. No third-party delivery company should be listing restaurants without their consent. And all third-party companies should have been following the employer uh, you know, emergency cap rule, which was 15% or less. That's what they could charge. Uh, the restaurants during the pandemic. So those were the two big issues. Hmm. And finally, somebody realized it, noticed it. The state or somebody has taken it to court, right? And now Uber has to pay millions to Chicago restaurants. It's a settlement agreement, so it never went to trial or anything. They settled out? Yes, they settled out for $10 million. Uh, they agreed to $3.3 million uh, to Chicago restaurants that have been charged of commissions exceeding 15% in violation of the city's emergency fee cap ordinance. They then also agreed for uh, $2,250,000 to Chicago restaurants who were charged commissions in excess of the limits uh, by the city uh, emergency fee cap. How many restaurants so, have signed up to get a piece of this settlement? Well, again, the city, because it's, a, it's a, an agreement, right? So right. I do not know exactly how many restaurants uh, agreed, but if restaurant owners, operators want to be part of it, they can go to the city of Chicago, chicago.gov, Uber Settlement, uh, and then they could uh, sign up or talk to someone in corporation council to see if they could be part of the settlement. So when we were going on Uber Eats, and let's say they've got uh, Lisa Dent's Pizza Place up there, they had not even spoke to Lisa Dent. They just decided that they would put my restaurant up there, even though we're saying it's, it's you know, it doesn't exist. But they put my restaurant up there, sell my food, go get my food and deliver it. And I had no idea. That's exactly right. What they did, Lisa, was hijack your menu and put it on their website. That's crazy. So has it come to an end? Well, obviously, uh, you know, the City Business Affairs and Consumer Protection is keeping an eye on this. So Uber, Uber Eats uh, agreed to the settlement, and I think that as we move forward here, they know that dot their I's and cross their T's, or they could be in trouble again. Sam Toya is the president of the Illinois Restaurant Association. There seems to be a lot of issues with food delivery services, and when I've talked to restaurateurs who have been on the air, they pretty much plead with their customers not to use those, but instead to go through their site and order from them directly. It doesn't mean that DoorDash or Uber isn't going to deliver the food. It means that you're going to help that restaurant save some of the fees that they're charged. Am I? Do I have that right? Yes, you do, Lisa. Uh, yes, most restaurant owners, operators would prefer you to call them directly or go to their website instead of using the third-party delivery. However, a lot of restaurant uh, owners, operators also know third-party deliveries help their business as well. But even in good times, uh, restaurant industry is the industry of pennies and nickels. 95 to 97 cents of every dollar that comes into a restaurant goes out for labor costs, goes out for product costs, 
goes out for fixed costs. We're in the new normal. We're not quite back to pre-pandemic numbers. We're getting there. But still, with inflation, um, restaurants are still having a hard time. As I just said, the restaurant industry is the industry of pennies and nickels. Are they still having trouble getting product? Because I remember there was a time, I want to say, earlier this year where they couldn't get beef. Yes, it's getting a little better, but it's it's the uh, distribution that comes in uh, from other countries to the United States that's getting it delivered to the vendors and the vendors getting it to the restaurant. It's getting better, but it's still not perfect. Hmm. Okay, so if you are a restaurateur, make sure you go to chicago.gov and type in their search engine Uber Eats Settlement. Uber Settlement. Uber Settlement, okay, and you'll find out what you mm-hmm. need to know and hopefully how many restaurants in Chicago? Well, you know, before the pandemic, we had about 7,500 retail food licensing. So we had about 7,500 restaurants in our 77 communities here in the city of Chicago. Okay, so that money's not going to go real far, but at least you know that you have you've been compensated in some small way for people hijacking your menu and selling your food without your permission. Sam, I'm going to you. You said that. that, Hi, Sam. You you gave a before pandemic number there, but would you say seventy seven seventy five hundred seventy five hundred? Do you know what the post pandemic? Do you know what the number is today? You know, the Business Affairs and Consumer Protection have not given us the exact number yet because. Some of these licenses were two years, but, you know, we know probably 10, 12 percent of the restaurants probably did not open. So it probably could be, you know, maybe around 6,800 restaurants now in the city of Chicago. And Sam, I got a question for you. When I make reservations now, sometimes they not only make you put down a credit card, but they make you put down 10 or 25 dollars. Is that going to be the new norm well, what, what a lot of restaurant owners, operators have been seeing is a lot of people will make reservations and then they don't come in. And then they're just stuck where they could have, you know, had some customers in those tables. They don't. So they're trying to protect themselves and make sure that if you make a reservation that you come in. And I think most of them have a 24-hour cancellation so you can get your money back. Right, right. It's just, uh, you know, it's one of those things you do on your phone where you're like, oh, wait, now i got to get my credit card. And Okay, well, thank you so much, and uh, I hope that we have some restaurateurs who are listening and will take advantage of this. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Steve. Have a great afternoon. Somebody just sent in a text and said, Uber is sneaky. When regular Uber first arrived in Chicago, their app appeared on my phone, though I never installed it. So I will not use Uber, only taxis or Lyft. Kevin Powell is a big taxi guy. That's who he's he he thinks that they do better in the city anyway. All right. Coming up on the Lisa Den Show after three o'clock, Will Purdue, our favorite former Chicago Bull, at least mine, because he talks to me and he's an analyst for NBC Sports. He joins us. We'll talk about the Bulls. Uh, Representative Jan Schakowsky, 9th Congressional District in Illinois, has put together or she is a part of a bipartisan committee to take on some of what appears to be deceptive practices, appears to be, from Ticketmaster. And yes, the Swifties have brought the attention to Congress, the attention of this issue. And then we'll find out about those days that they say we're most likely to have a heart attack in the next three weeks. That's after Steve's News, next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Cheese.